I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, July the 25th, and it's not the most fun day in Phillies baseball coming off a Super disappointing three-game sweep at the hands of the Chicago Cubs at home after the All-Star break and the Nick Castellanos-Jim Salisbury feud getting going. There is a lot to get into. Uh, After a week off, happy to be back. I missed you all, legitimately. Um, Didn't miss the Phillies, though, it seems. (laughs) So we can take another break from them. Uh, We had the All-Star break, obviously, and then this weekend just... um, couldn't have come out of the All-Star break any slower, any more disappointing. The Phillies get walloped on Friday, 15-2. to Never in it. Just got handled by the Cubbies Saturday. They were in it. They lose 6-2 in extras. And then uh, yesterday, they were in it. Fall 4-3. Couldn't get anything done in the ninth. Just a uh, an incredibly disappointing weekend. And then... You know, after the game on Saturday, the Nick Cassianos, Jim Salisbury, stupid question thing that we'll get into. It's just, um, look, it's a very disappointing week so far. Obviously, at the beginning of the week, but, you know, uh, start to the second half of, of the season so far, I should say. As again, just a an incredibly, incredibly soft week, disappointing start to the second half for the Phillies as the Phillies just come out of the gates so flat. I mean, you lose 15 to 2 in the first game back at home, you know. That that kind of tells you what we were in store for this weekend as on uh, Friday the Phillies just get absolutely handled. Um really just no shot in this one. Gibby doesn't have it. Gibby gives up six earned runs in four and a third innings, six hits, three walks, gets zero strikeouts. Familia comes in, he gives up more. Romero got rocked. Uh to be fair, it was only 10-2 heading into the ninth, and then Garrett Stubbs gave up five runs. So, you know, that happens. Started out great, too. Schwarber did the exact same thing. He started the season. Starts the first half with a home run. The first half of the Phillies does the same thing to start the second half, and that would be one of two runs the Phillies scored all game, another homer in the ninth. First ninth bookend runs for the Phillies. They score the first and the last, and the 15 in between all went to the Cubbies. An ugly one, a disappointing one. And uh, in general, just a real bummer of a game from the Phils. Um, It was very disappointing, you know, coming out of the break, feeling a little excited about the club. You know, we had all felt like, um, you know, winning those three against the Marlins 
heading into the break. You know, it shouldn't be as impressive as it was to us, but but darn it, it was pretty damn impressive to us as we've had so many issues going in to Miami over the last few years. And, you know, they they coming off a four-game losing streak. Right now, exact same spot they were in, three games above five hundred. We're feeling incredibly down about the team. And then they go into Miami and they sweep the Marlins. Not just sweep them, they handle business. Pitching was great. They scored enough runs. They got the job done. They beat Alcantara in one of those games. Like they, it was a nice series against a foe that has always seemed to be an issue for this team in a stadium that seems to be an issue for this team. They went down there and they handled business. And you go into the All Star break feeling good. You're six games up above 500. You are in a playoff spot, tied for a playoff spot as you go into the break. And then you come out with that trash. Now, the Phillies get lucky. They're only one game out still as the Cardinals lose two or three to the Reds. Who saw that coming? Thank you, Cincinnati, I suppose. Um, and it does show that teams can lose games to bad teams. And look, they're about to head to Toronto. Both Arenado and Goldschmidt unvaccinated and cannot play in those games. So, you know, real little opportunity here as the Phillies have Atlanta coming to town. So not super easy on there in Atlanta. Just continuing to play good baseball as that team has been on just a, a unbelievable heater since the beginning of June. As the Phillies have been on a heater too, and the Braves heater makes the Phillies heater look like a loser heater. Unbelievable what the Braves have done. Um, but a disappointing out of the gates on Friday, Saturday. Similarly disappointing in a, in a very different way in a, a game that you know felt like they were going to win. Um, they actually were in it. And uh, felt like they had a real chance to to steal one, as it was a close game the whole game. Um, as it's one one, heading into the ninth, inning into the tenth, Zach Wheeler gives you seven one run innings, three hits, no walks, six strikeouts. He was great. The bullpen holds up until the till the tenth. It's one one going into the tenth. Ultimately, this one um, they lose because they couldn't score enough runs. The Cubs pitching holds them down. The uh, Cubs put up a five spot in the ninth. Off of mostly uh, Alvarado, partially Bellotti, but mostly Alvarado there. Um, and that was it. You know, Philly scored one in the bottom of the 10th. Didn't really matter. 6-2 loss. That was a frustrating one because they were they were clearly in this game. They clearly had a chance in this game. They took it to extra innings. And in the end, they, they end up falling short in a, in a very disappointing way to blow it in the you know, extras to, to get that far and to, to fight for Wheeler and to not be able to score any freaking runs for the guy. And then to just implode at the end, uh, a very frustrating one. You know, it was a, a frustrating loss. And even still with that one, if the Phillies had just been able to come back yesterday and win a game, they're tied for a playoff spot, you know? And it is, that's the thing. And, and yesterday's game equally... Um, disappointing just in the sense that, you know, you really felt like they might pull it out. Uh, Billy Falzer looked like he was cruising early and then ran into some trouble. Uh, ends up giving up uh, two in the third, two in the fourth, and that would be it. The first two innings looked great. Five innings, four earned. And that was just enough as the Phillies clawed, but weren't able to claw the way back. They had one in the fifth, one in the sixth, one in the eighth on a Garrett Stubbs home run. And then had a chance with Stubbs at the plate with two on, two out in the ninth. David Robertson, do you remember him? I mean, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be shocked if some Phillies fans didn't remember him. This time here was so brief, but um, gets the job done. Strikes out Stubbsy. <clears throat> Phillies end up losing 
four to three felt at the end like they might make a little push there but they did not and the end result is getting swept out of the all-star break by a cubs team that that is now after sweeping the phillies 38 and 57 on the season so with the three games that means they came in to the series at 35 and 57 they came in 22 games below 500 this cubs team the Phillies got swept. That's that's bad, man. That is a bad weekend. It's a bad way to start the second half. Now, I am not going to freak out. I'm not going to talk about the season being over and and you know, look, it was a disappointing weekend and it's it's just hard to keep, you know, reacting, overreacting again that four-game losing streak. We all thought the season, you know, a lot of people thought season's over and then they win the three straight Miami. You know, so it's like you know they're one game out of the playoffs. It's uh, they had a really bad weekend at home. I'm I'm not happy about it. I'm not. Uh, it's not getting me to believe or anything. But I'm also not going to bail completely on the team after a, a slow start to the second half. It happens again. I'm not trying to um to forgive it or to you know um just kind of look past it it matters it was incredibly disappointing they didn't show up at home coming out of the all-star break as a team fighting for a playoff spot against a team that is absolutely not fighting for a playoff spot like no excuses no oh it's okay it's just one game no 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 or one series none of that none of that i i it was a very very disappointing series it was a very disappointing start to the second half it's not the kind of baseball this team needs to play if they're going to make the playoffs they need to handle these types of teams they can't let the cubs come to town and sweep you you can't do that but they're one game out they came out a little sluggish they are starting to feel the injuries right you know the harper segura thing the bats have been cold more often than not over the last month you know month or three weeks or whatever it's been you know they've they've been mostly disappointing offensively. You know, the bullpen's been great, but you know, how long can that last for? You know, and we're starting to see it. You're starting to feel the the starting pitcher injuries, the Bailey Falters having to start games. You're feeling it. We're getting there. You know, it's starting to, to catch up with them. That's why I said prior to the break, I thought Dave Dombrowski needed to go add to this team now and do something about it. And I still feel that way is, you know, you're a game out of a wild card spot. This is a season about making the playoffs. This team is right there. Harper eventually coming back. Segura looks like could come back even before we expected. He's making great progress. Like add to this team. Don't let them fall out of it. Don't let this be a swoon. That's a separate issue for a separate day. We'll talk more about that this week, obviously, but no matter what, an incredibly disappointing weekend for the Phillies. And it was only added to by the, the Nick Castellanos thing, let's get into it, is that, uh, I promise you, will be the single number one thing that people are talking about today about the Phillies. Obviously, you know, people will be talking about the three-game sweep. People will be talking about the incredibly disappointing start to the second half. Can you believe in this team? This, that, all that. that that's that's there. That's going to happen. But, man, this, this Nick Castellanos-Salisbury thing will dominate the conversation today, and in a lot of ways, I feel like it should. Um, it is... Uh, there's a lot to it, and I could see both sides of the the situation and all that. So for those who didn't see it, and I'm sure if you haven't, you will, you can. It's there. It's everywhere today. But um, you know, after the game on Saturday, um, a video circulated. First, there was an edited video that circulated, then a unedited video. I don't think the unedited video changed that much of the uh, 
the context or whatever, but I, I agree you should get the the full context out there. But ultimately, the the key exchange, the key portion of it is uh, Jim Salisbury. And there have been back and forth on this and stuff. So it wasn't as, uh, when you watch the, the edited video, it does feel a little quick, a little quick to, to get to the level that it got to, but you can understand it more with the unedited version regardless. Um, Salisbury asks Nick Castellanos, do you hear the booze? And Nick Castellanos goes, that was a stupid question. It's like, what does my hearing not work? You know, basically implying like, of course I heard the booze. And it set off a little thing. They kind of got into it. Castellanos got pissed off. Salisbury fired back. And now it's a thing. The stupid question thing. Um, <laughs> I'm of multiple minds on this whole thing. Look, first and foremost, I understand that Nick Cassianos is frustrated. I understand that, you know, while we are frustrated with him, and rightfully so, I'm sure he's a competitor. He's a baseball player. He's made it to the major leagues. He's had great seasons in the major leagues. I'm sure this guy is just as frustrated as we are that he can't seem to figure it out, that he has struggled so much and all that. But guess what? You know, when that happens, you're going to get booed. It's part of the job. It's part of what you signed up for. You signed a $100 million contract. And to be fair, to be honest, for how horribly Nick Castellanos has played this year, he's actually gotten off pretty light. You know, this is the first real incident we've had with Nick Castellanos. And, and I wouldn't be shocked if for the last month and a half people booed every time he stepped to the plate. That's how bad he's been. And they haven't. He's been so bad. He has killed this team. You could say that with the Harper injury and all the way the season has played out, that Nick Castellanos is the single biggest reason they're not a playoff team right now, like four games up or something. He's the single biggest reason. He's the guy who had to pick up the slag. He's the guy, the highest paid batter in the lab, other than JT. Show up. You've stunk, bro. So I get that he's frustrated. And I get that the question was not a perfect question. You know, did you hear the booze? Like, obviously, you know, I, I, what Jim was doing was Jim was l l setting that up for a follow up and be like, you know, how do you feel about it? But instead of Nick Cassianos just going, yeah, and then Jim following up, he went, you know, stupid question, and it set it off. I, I get that it, look, it wasn't a perfect question. Did you hear the booze? Like, of course. It's like, what, you know, I'm there, right? I'm in the, I'm in the building. I heard him. Um, but I also think that, you know, Nick Cassianos probably knows the the intent with which Jim Salisbury was asking the question and he got a little a little you know a little uppity about it you know got a little a little bothered and here's the thing again I understand that Nick Cassianos is frustrated I understand that maybe maybe Jim could have handled it differently I don't know again I wasn't in there I didn't feel the tension set but like you know, it wasn't a perfect question I get it it was more of a question to ask to a follow but could Jim have just said Hey, you heard the booze out there. You know, how does that make you feel? Or, you know, do you think fans have a right to boo? Or whatever. There are a bunch of different questions you could ask in there that would not have been, that he could not have said stupid question too because they're a fair question. No matter what, asking about the booze is fair. Like on a basic level, as a reporter to a player who got booed, you absolutely, not just have the right, you should ask a question about it. You should say, hey man, you got booed. How's it feel? How do you respond? What do you say to the fans who booed you tonight? However, however you want to phrase it. So I understand that, you know, Jim probably could have asked it a different way, but Jim was going to follow up. I don't think he expected, clearly didn't expect Cassianos to kind of bristle at him like that. But 
I can at least understand how, you know, that specific question, did you hear the booze, is, you know, yeah, of course I heard. I can understand that reaction, but you should be like, yeah, man, I, I heard him. Like, what, you know, you know uh, but but it, it, instead he had to go with the stupid question, then it becomes a thing and all that. But I understand at least the, the, the thought process there. And I understand what Jim was trying to do. Here's the thing. Nick, you've been so horrible here as a baseball player. So horrible. You signed a $100 million contract. And you have been a disaster for this baseball team. As I just said, I think you have been the single biggest reason that this is not a playoff team right now. Your money, your bat, your allocation of resources is the number one reason the Phillies are not a playoff team right now, this moment. So own that, first and foremost. Now, I get it. You're bristly. You're upset. You're as angry as the rest of us. Here's the thing. I don't care, and it wasn't the stupidest question you've ever heard in your life, but I don't care if it's the stupidest question you've ever heard in your life, Nick. Shut up and take it right now, all right? You have no standing to act like that, to act like a, 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 a whiny, whiny baby about it. I mean, are you serious? Yeah, it wasn't the best question ever. Dude, you have stunk. You should be getting booed every time you step in that batter's box. That's what your play is warranted. And obviously, we're not going to do that, and that's not the type of fans we are and all that, but like, that's what you deserve, man, especially with this little tirade. You've seen how you're supposed to handle things in this city. There's a blueprint. You were firsthand. You talked to Alec Bohm that night. When Alec Bohm did that bleeping hate this place, own it. What did Alec Bohm do? He owned it. And what has he been since? Everybody's favorite player. Everyone loves Alec Bohm. No one's got a problem with that guy. Because dude owned it. Bryce Harper, when he got booed. A couple years ago, what did he say? Yeah, I'd boo me too. I would boo me too. If I was playing the way I was playing. And Nick Cassiano's bristles? Acts like a jerk about it. And again, it wasn't the best question I ever heard. Whatever. You have no right to act that way. None. And you deserve to get booed. Booing's a part of the sport. People pay lots of money to go down there. Their hard-earned money to go down there and support a team, support a product. You get paid a hell of a lot more than that, and you've stunk. It's part of the territory. As if, it, it, look, there's a whole nother discussion about booing and this and that. That's a whole separate issue. Whether I think people should be allowed to boo if they want to, whether it helps the team or not, who knows? Whether it hurts the team or not, who knows? There's a lot of factors, a lot of different ways that people take things. Some people maybe get booed and use it as fuel. Some people maybe get booed, booed and, and crawl into a hole. You know, You never know which way it's going to go. I get all that. But at a basic level... Part of being a fan is the right to voice your thoughts. You pay tickets to go voice your thoughts, your pleasure, displeasure. That's the way it works. And as long as you do it appropriately, as long as you're not yelling, you know, um, uh, racial slurs or curses about people's families, or whatever, as long as you're, you're, you're booing, boo, that's okay whenever. It's okay whenever. It's just, you bought a ticket. You can say whatever the hell you want. Nick Castellano should go, I'm a freaking professional athlete. I could deal with this. I make $20 million a year to hit baseballs. I can handle a couple people in the stand saying, boo, I'm good. I, I'm tough. I got it. 
And instead, it's clearly getting to him. He bristled at a question that, yes, again, it's very easy to, like, yes, did you hear the booze is not the best question ever asked by a reporter. I get it. But again, it was clearly for a follow. And again, like, what's the upside here, Nick? What's the upside here, pal? You're already a horrendous baseball player right now. You're already letting this city down in terms of the... the, the fandom of the Phillies you are letting us down on a nightly basis just keep it together man like I'm not gonna say shut up and dribble or shut up and play baseball because I don't believe in that crap I'm not saying that you have your voice you have a right to voice your thoughts to voice your opinions you're a you're a human being just like the rest of us but don't be a jerk about it especially when you're not playing well don't look for a reason to get into it with someone, especially the most venerable reporter on the beat, the guy who's been here forever. I just don't understand what you were thinking. I don't understand what the upside is. Where's this go from here? And again, it wasn't the best question. I get it. I get it. But it was for a follow-up. I just I just think that right now, Nick Castellanos would be so much better served by putting his head down, working on hitting, and doing a better job than by bristling at what ultimately, maybe not phrased the perfect way or could have been phrased differently, but ultimately is a very, very fair thing to bring up with a baseball player. It is a very fair thing. In fact, as I said before, it should be brought up. He should be asked about the booze. Absolutely, he should be asked about the booze. And he should be prepared to answer it. He could have so easily just said, yeah, I heard the booze. You know, and I deserved them. They, they were right. That was a that was a righteous boo. I'm not playing well, you know, and I, I get it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating for this fan base. These people pay their hard-earned money to come out here and watch us play, and I'm letting them down. So yeah, I heard it. Boom. What if he said that? That exact right there. Clip that ten seconds. Give it to Nick. Boom. We're all like, you know what, man? I know he's struggling and. Guys disappointed me and whatnot, but man, he handled that like a pro. That's the right way to handle it. Good job, Nick. Right? You all just heard what I said, right? If if he had said that 10 to 15 seconds, like I just said exactly like I said it, is anyone upset with Nick? In fact, aren't people supporting him? Aren't people coming out and saying, this guy gets it. He may be struggling right now, but he gets it. He's going to figure it out because this guy gets it. That's what we'd be saying right now. He had such an opportunity to handle it the right way, and instead he just fumbled it, fumbled it in the biggest way, and instead got into it with, the again, the most venerable reporter on the beat, someone who we all love and we all have, has been in our lives for years. Like, I just didn't see the upside. And again, I you know, I get it. I understand, you know, the question wasn't perfect. I get it, but it was clearly not a meant to be, you know, it meant to be followed up on. It meant for Nick not to necessarily, you know, those things can be ca- you know, casual and conversational sometime. And I think Nick's just angry and he's upset and he took it out on Salisbury and he took it out on the fan base in that spot. And I don't think that's right. And I think that he needs to step back and look inward and figure out how he's going to get out of this slump before he worries about kind of being bristly with the local media. Um, we'll see. Look, uh, I was hoping it would kind of fuel him yesterday. It didn't. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm, you know, very concerned about Cassianos at any point ever this season being good. You know, that's kind of, it just feels like a lost year for the guy. It really does. He has been just such a, 
unmitigated disaster for this team, and it's such a shame because I was so excited when they signed this guy. All the guy does is rake. He batted 309 with 34 home runs last year. I mean, that seems impossible. Impossible to reconcile with the guy we watched play this year. He was good, too. The first month of the season, he was like raking. He was like the one guy in the lineup who was crushing everything, and then... We'll see. Uh, I think this is going to have legs, though. I think this whole story, the Salisbury thing, it's gonna—it's not going to go away quickly. Um, people are going to talk about it all day today, and I think it'll just kind of hover. So this team needs to win some games, kind of get them off their back, and it starts tonight because they got the Braves in town. 7-5 tonight, three straight against the Braves, then four against Pittsburgh, then two more against Atlanta, then four against Washington. So you got eight games against Washington and Pittsburgh over the stretch. But look, I mean, you just lost three straight to the Cubs, so who knows. It's uh, tonight, Suarez, Nola, Gibson in the three. You're going up against Max Freed, Strider, and, and Morton. So not great. You know, Morton and Freed. Freed particularly a stud. Um, and Strider has certainly has the ability to be dominant on a night-to-night basis. So um, massive series at home against the Braves. Coming off a three-game sweep against the hottest team in baseball for a little while now. So them and the Yankees. So <sighs> time to put up. Not shut up. <laughs> it's a big series coming up tonight. And a flailing team coming out of the break. Let's hope they can turn around. This is a really big one tonight. They need Ranger. Ranger needs to come out and, 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 and deal tonight. Let's hope he does. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to react to it all tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.